just like Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. We're back. And this is an investigation called Hansen vs. Predator. Oh, no. <laughs> why don't you go... Why don't you take... <laughs> shit! Why don't you do me a favor and sit on that stool for me? <laughs> oh, God, sir. Uh, we're back with another exciting episode of What Are We Even Doing? I don't know why I just wanted to do the Chris Hansen voice again. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I am your host, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom. I don't we did think not we do ever, this. We did not we do this on the last episode. We didn't introduce ourselves at all. If I somebody, for whatever time. reason, stumbled onto that episode and listened and to it just only? blind, they have no idea who we are. They don't know who's talking to them. That's now, I don't crazy. know how that would ever happen, but... Any stranger things have. That's very true. Uh, but I am your host, Christian Rose, a.k.a. Tom, also <laughs> known as the last survivor of the Mayan Empire. Okay. Yeah. I am the other host, um... Braden, otherwise known as Damien Jane, otherwise known as um, the <laughs> first person to discover the fact that the Titanic was hit by an iceberg. I like that. Not the survivors that were like, hey. I was the first one to see it. Oh, okay. okay. Ah, shit. <laughs> look, what we, look what you've done. Oh, fuck. You're reaching for that can. I think I, it's I only time. Let's ring that bell. Uh, I right. just Tom, mm. when's the last time you clipped your fingernails? A <laughs> uh, couple days. About a week ago. I saw you look and I was like, I felt like I have yeah. to ask. No, I had this moment where I was like, will I, the show did I this not grab that right or something? Um, so we, we've got some stuff on the front end of the show. And I got something I, I totally forgot about on last week's episode that I need to bitch about right now. Mm-hmm. Long time listeners will know my many perils with automobiles. Mm. Some of you may recall over a year ago that I bought, liked, then hated, and was betrayed <laughs> by a Cadillac all within less than a month. Yeah, you turned heel on that car pretty quick. That car turned heel on me, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. And its heel <laughs> tendencies have continued, even now, after being out of my life for over a year. Because... In the mail today, I have a thing that says, to Tom Parashow, blah, 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 from the city of Peoria. And I'm like, excuse me? I got a parking ticket for a car that I had already sold. So this asshole that I sold that car to parked it illegally, got a ticket and didn't pay it, and now it has come back on me. Why is that your thing? Because whatever, like the plates on it or whatever, like he hadn't transferred the title over yet. Seemingly he left here and drove directly to somewhere he wasn't supposed to park. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm going back through my dates and stuff and I realize I don't really have a fucking leg. And it's, it's $25. So it's not like a huge fucking deal, but I shouldn't have to pay it. Right. So I call the number on the thing. I call the city of Peoria. They do not answer. Mm. So I left a voicemail, gave him my name, gave him the, quote, case number, you know, on the paperwork and everything. And literally, as I was leaving this voicemail, had the realization that, like, I'm just going to end up fucking paying this. Because as I was saying it, I was like, I don't have any way to prove what I'm telling these people. Mm. 
I'm literally like, yeah, I sold the car like weeks beforehand. I don't remember the guy's name at all. I don't have any contact information for him. I didn't make up a bill of sale. I just sold the car. It wasn't me. I have no evidence of that at all. <laughs> Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I, it's, I'm so fucking irritated about it. And again, it is $25 fucking dollars. Yeah. You know, big fucking deal, right? But like, god damn it. So like now in the future, if I, if and when I inevitably sell a car to someone again, I'm going to have to be like, let me get a video of you saying you want to kill the president. And <laughs> let me get a video of you saying, I'm buying this car. Any parking tickets incurred, you know, from here on after are my fault. Fuck! I don't think that's how that works. Sons of bitches. Pissing me off. Um, Tom, there's a little bit of a thing on the flyer I just discovered while scrolling through the Twitter machine. Bring it to me. Literally minutes ago I discovered this. The ti- This is from Cultaholic. I Sure. They're pretty I reputable. stand by them. Yeah. Um, Ric Flair vows to never retire. <laughs> no. So, no. this article goes on to explain... That, so, they had Ric Flair's last match and all that stuff earlier this year. But, okay, he has since teased having a second last match ever after Ricky Steamboat. Put out that he's he's having one more, yeah. Yeah. He said, Steamboat coming back makes me want to come back again. I went out to Lincoln, started training, what else is there to do? Anything and, else? Just go, go watch a movie. Read a fucking book, Rick. Like, please, dude. This can't it, happen. It truly, like, it truly fucking bums me out that one of the best of all time will not be remembered that way. Like, he will only be remembered as what he ended up being at the end of his fucking run. Yeah. Like. It's getting at this point that more of his more of his career is sad than yeah the good parts. Absolutely, dude. Uh, okay, I like I love Nicolas Cage, but like Nicolas Cage is an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah, no one's going to remember that. Most <laughs> people don't even fucking know that. They just know him for all these dumb fucking insane movies that he does now. Yeah, yeah. like even though some of them are very fucking good. You know what I mean? It's the thing where I'm like, just, Rick, you've had your peak. You know, it was several decades ago. Just, yeah. please stop. Also, we use the phrase, the the beating a dead horse until it stops coughing up money. Yep. This is just going to be the horse is dead. Flair's dead. He's not shitting out any more dollars for anybody. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I thought it was wild that Steamboat was coming back for one, but then I was like, no, the last two times that Steamboat was in a ring was over a decade ago, but he absolutely fucking crushed it. Yeah. He had a baller-ass match with Jericho. That was his last match in, like, awesome. 09. And it's a singles match. He has no bullshit to hide behind. It is so good. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if he feels confident that he can at least maybe sort of match that, I'll wait and see. Yeah. I don't think it's a great idea, but you know, whatever, it's his choice, right? Flair, I'm like, brother. You gotta. You gotta. Please. Stop. Oh, 
Also, like, how many times can I hear it's my last match before <laughs> I give even less of a shit than I did about his last last match? I didn't watch. I didn't. I haven't watched that match. I've watched like a few clips and minutes of it, and his I promo haven't. afterwards. So it's like I don't want to fucking see this. I I haven't seen it. I I want to out of morbid curiosity alone. I think your the morbidness of your curiosity outweighs even mine because I'm like I just I'm not interested in it at all. Especially like him quote unquote faking a heart attack midway through and shit. Where I'm like. If that's what he's doing, he's doing it poorly. And if that's what he's doing, it's also in very poor taste. Yeah. Like, that's something yeah. where it's like, I don't like any part of this. It's not even good trash. It's trash. Hate it. It's the worst. Uh, Let's see. What else have I got to f- fucking talk about? Oh, I, I have a, a quick thing I didn't want to discuss. Okay. So on the last episode, I raved about that Dahmer show on Netflix, right? Yes. Do you have a preferred streaming service to watch stuff on, or are you a YouTube guy? I'm a YouTube guy. Okay. I. It's funny because we have so many streaming services in this house, and I only use like two or three of them yeah. ever. Like, I haven't been on Shudder in months. I literally had to ask Meg recently, do we still have Shudder? She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like way behind on a lot of shit. Um, I use Hulu for going to bed because you put on a series and it just plays for like... Yeah. I think it plays for like four hours and it does that thing where it says, are you still watching? Which no streaming service should do that. Just let it fucking play. Yes, we are still watching. Yes, we need background noise to sleep. Or we're fucking being fat and binge watching something. (laughs) Just let it fucking play until we tell you we're not watching anymore, John Hulu. Being fat and binge watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I, don't know. I use Hulu for bed. I, I watch a lot of shit on HBO. Cause, yeah. Because, goddamn, that HBO Max is so awesome and they keep talking about how they're going to change it. And I'm like, please don't. You finally did something good. Just let it keep being good. Yeah. Um, and I guess I use Peacock quite a bit for, like, wrestling stuff, like, yeah. especially for the show. Peacock is, like, the only streaming thing I, I, I actually have. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that I we have Netflix, and it's, like, the distant bottom end of the one that I watch, like, in frequency. And when I do go to Netflix, it's usually to watch something that I've already seen that I just know is on there. Like, I think you should leave, or, yeah. you know, I think they have Seinfeld on there now, but, like... Yeah, outside of, like, Dahmer, I haven't watched anything new on Netflix in a year, maybe. Oh, Big Mouth. Like, Big Mouth, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. But we also don't have, like, traditional cable in this house, but we have, like, seven different streaming services. Is that a thing anymore? It is. That's crazy. It's batshit to me. Like, and... I know people are like, oh, well, it's $100 for cable, but if you have all these different streaming services, it's $100. It's like, yeah, but we don't need all these streaming services. I just said if we stopped paying for Shutter, I wouldn't have even fucking known. Yeah. I don't even know the login for it. I don't care that much. But, like, cable is, like, my parents have cable. My dad has cable at his house. 
And then every time that I go back home, I'm so confused because I can't just watch what I want to fucking watch. Yeah. I'm beholden to these schedules by John Dish Network. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. We have too many options. Uh, I think that if my dad had ever experienced a streaming service, he would have them. But all he ever watches is, like, sports and ESPN and, you know, whatever else. So it's like... Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. Like he'll he'll watch the same old westerns on AMC or uh TV Land. You know. But I think that if he ever had the opportunity to be like, here's how easy this is. Name of film that you would like to see. Ba boom, it's right there. Then I think he would actually get one. Yeah. But that's fair. Uh if you watch any wrestling? Not that I've already not that I haven't... I already Discussed. talked about it. Yep, same. We do have mail, though. Sweet. At least some of it, if you would like to. There's two of them there. Yes. Uh, I will read the mails. Letter number one from our dear friend, Rita, down the street, a.k.a. Chaw. She writes, Hey, guys. I know this is unprecedented that a non-wrestling fan writes in, but here I am again, writing in. Currently watching Jurassic Park and living my best life. I did actually listen to the last two episodes in their entirety, and you know what? I dig it. Even though it's about something I don't actually like. Good! There we go. We are absolutely crushing it at this. We are so good. Anyway, keep up the good work. You've converted a non-wrestling fan into someone who will tolerate listening to wrestling talk because you're funny. Love always, Chaw, a.k.a. Rita down the street Sit from my couch while a dino demolishes a goat. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, love you, Chaw. Uh, thank you Hell for the yeah. support. Thank glad you. you. Glad that you can tolerate us talking about something you don't care for. Um, wrestling is better than the TV shows you like. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I went on this tirade to Meg recently about um, like people shitting on wrestling but then telling me that they'll watch like Big Brother or The Amazing Race and it's like okay so why don't you like wrestling well because it's fake I'm like motherfucker those those shows that you're talking about right now have producers and directors and in a lot of cases fucking writers like mm-hmm. none of the, like I didn't did you know that Survivor is still a thing no yeah that's still a thing yeah and people still watch it no way and think that it's real like, wrestling at least has the balls to just be like, it's a work, bro. But then Survivor still makes people think that, like, some asshole's gonna starve to death on a beach somewhere while they're being filmed. I hate that. I do, too. It's simple logic. Like, the uh, Naked and Afraid, have you ever heard of that show? I have. I, great concept. It's so clearly a fucking work, it has to be, obviously. But because they've just put it out there as, oh, this is real, then people are like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. It's like, you fucking mooks. Like, this isn't actual found footage. You're the same jokes who think that fucking the Blair Witch Project was actual footage. Like, <laughs> ugh. Alright, let's see. Our next letter. Subject line. Kaka! From dear friend of the show, Brian. He writes, Dear Thomas and young Master Braden, I don't know when this will reach you, gentlemen, but as of the time of writing, the most recent episode I listened to was the Velocity Watch Along. Braden mentioned not liking taking the F5, and it unlocked a deep pull memory for me. 
back during my short-lived yarder career <laughs> in middle school slash high school, I once took <laughs> I once took an F five from a friend of mine into a cinder block wall and dropped down onto the tile floor. It felt as good as it sounds. Young Brian was extremely dumb and reckless, but that shit looked like a million bucks, and I put my friend Casey over like the consummate professional I am. Some real proto-Burna stuff. Amazing. This leads me to a question I'm aiming at Tom, but Braden, please pitch in if you got something. What is the dumbest bump you've taken and immediately regretted? Snooch to the nooch, Brian Ryan Bryant. A.K.A. The Last Survivor of Charlie's Ambush on My Platoon near the Cambodian border, June 27th, 1970. Mm. Uh, Mine would definitely be that F5. Period. The dumbest, dumbest bump that you've taken... Oh, I forgot it was onto the floor, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Onto the stage. The second I hit, I was like, my toe is in pieces. Um, and it hurt so bad. I was like, oh, if we could have just pitched any other way to get to the stage... Uh, I, also, I, have, I don't have that much experience, but anyway, go ahead. I have several of these, but the one that I think immediately comes to mind, uh, so Nick Brubaker's finish, the overdriver, is basically a fisherman buster or fisherman suplex. Yeah. And I once took uh, said fisherman off the top rope through chairs that were set up like seat to seat. Mm-hmm. And... It went as well as it could have gone, but basically I still landed very folded up onto metal and went through them, like bent through them or whatever. Uh, Nick goes to cover me. This is not the finish, obviously. Um, why would it be? Nick goes to cover me, and on the cover it goes, oh, fuck, man, are you okay? And I just went, not really, as I kicked out. It hurt so fucking bad. Um... A lot of my dumb bumps like that, I was actually fine on. That one just really fucking rattled me. I don't um, take a lot of dumb bumps. I, I've had dumb things that just absolutely fucked me up before. Like your beads on your Like the beads on, beads on the kick pads. But, like, I, I think he's asking for something that was, like, inherently, yeah, you know, foolish. Um, yes. I... Did have a broken hand one time from a, a scramble match. JJ Garrett gave me his cannonball in the corner, mm. and I'd taken it a hundred times. And I don't know why, but that time in particular, I got scared and I put a hand up like almost a block, and it just bent my hand backwards the wrong way. Obviously, broke something in my bone in like in the middle of it. Like my hand looked like a fucking catcher's mitt for like a month and a half. It was bad, um, and that was stupid because I knew better. Yeah, you know. Uh, let me think. <laughs> I'm usually fairly good at being like, oh, I'm okay with this, I'm not okay with that type yeah. of thing. Um, I don't normally mind taking bumps into chairs. Like, I know I just talked about that fisherman yeah. buster, but that was just, that was a long way down, and I was landing very folded up. Yeah. It, you know, that that was just rough. Um, I don't mind chairs either. Like, landing on them. Yeah. Um, which is weird. They look grisly, but it doesn't hurt. Always. Um, yeah, I, I remember um, Jason Hades gave me the... Uh, well, Brian will know what this is. The Here It Is driver onto a chair one time. 
Oh, I used to know what that was. It, it's like a know. pump handle. It's kind of like you're hit, hooking for like the Murphy's Law, and then you just sit out with it yes. and drop them on their head. Yeah. Uh, I took that onto a chair that was set up, and it was not good. Uh, it it looked like shit was was the worst part, but it really just did not feel good uh, <laughs> in any capacity. Oof. I don't like taking shit like that where I'm bunched up. Yeah. Like that's... I'm I'm just not flexible enough to to do it very well. Yeah. Um, let me think. I feel like there's a few other ones where... Oh! Oh, man. I've got one. Uh, I All was right. fairly young in my career. This would have been like around 2010 or 11. And I had a match with Waylon Beck, uh, who at the time was Ryan Phoenix. And I cannot remember the name of the town, but basically... Uh, hometown dude was on it. It was at his high school, so it was packed, right? There's yeah. hundreds of people there. And me and Waylon are like, we are going to tear it up. We're not the main event or anything, but we're going to tear it up. I don't remember how we set this up. But guys, we did a sunset bomb off of the top rope, as in Waylon was standing on the, the post, and I was standing on the top rope. And, oh. he, and he managed to... Waylon's pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. He managed to flip over me, and I, in essence, took a powerbomb, f- like, from the top, standing on the top rope. Yeah. It absolutely just ruined my spot. Like, the second that I landed, and I landed perfectly clean, you know, whatever, just wrecked me. Like, I remember the next week, I was uh, working at Hershey, and I was just leaning up against equipment, for like my entirety of my shift because it I could not stand. It hurt so fucking bad for a full week. It was fucking awful. Um, was, was the ring stiff or was it No, just... the ring was totally fine. It's just like I'm basically standing on the top rope then flying backwards and taking a back bump but also landing yeah. high and tight because he's flipping through and pulling me down. Yeah. And it just... Dude, I don't know what exactly it caused but it, it fucked me up for a while. Like there were times where I would be... Uh, at work with like my the heels of my hands on like a table or a shelf or something and leaning forward and trying to hold myself off the ground with my arms because that was less painful than standing because my back was so fucked. Jesus. It was fucking wretched. Oof. Tom, it's rumble season. It is. Because it's... That's not actually Rumble season. It isn't because that would be at the beginning of the year. But it it Rumble is in the air because we both picked it, and today's episode yes. is also Royal Rumble, but of O two, a full ten years removed from our previous Rumble, which is insane to me that we both independently picked uh-huh. Royal Rumbles ending in two. Now, why did you pick this one? Because you mentioned uh, Flair and Vince on a previous episode. Okay. With the train of you mentioning something on a previous episode that sparks interest. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, Yeah, so guys, it's the Royal Rumble from 2002. (laughs) Uh, Dickity thousand. (laughs) Dickity thousand dickity. Um, this was a real fun rewatch because there was so much in this that I was just vaguely remembering and then a lot of it where I was like, oh yes, now I remember. Um, mm-hmm. I, hang on, I'm looking up some stats. We love stats here. Love stats. I think I have a couple notes about stats. 
in this on this show. So, this was in uh, interesting pick here. So, this is in the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. And it's weird to me because like I always think of the WWF as a more northern located promotion even still, right? Not saying that they don't run shows in the south and that those don't do yeah. well. But I always picture like their big four are always not in the south or whatever. So this was kind of weird that I thought that it was in Georgia. I have no idea. I don't know. Just I, I like you pay attention like to that. the locations a lot more than I do. Yeah, I, I think it dictates the crowds too. Like oh, definitely your your, your Phillies, your Chicago's, and your New Yorks are are guaranteed hot crowds. Like yeah. it's, it's hard to fuck up in front of one of those audiences, right? Uh. L.A. is usually good whenever they do SummerSlam out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans when they do Mania, because I feel like they just keep going back to New Orleans for Manias at this point. Yeah. In uh, Florida are usually pretty fucking good. Yeah. But Mania is also now, it's like a self-sustaining thing. Like, you're not accidentally at Mania. You know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're not tagging wow, along. we found... You don't tag along with somebody that likes wrestling, and you're like, yeah, I'm just hanging out with them to Mania. You yeah. know, you do that to a house show or some other bullshit. But yeah. Like, um. So, this opening video package, though, rules. It's so good. I I fucking love wrestling ref- referencing the past. Yes. I keep talking about past winners. Um. My uh, my note here says Lawler isn't waiting to be a fuck. <laughs> I don't know what caused this. I have no other no. information. I did have a note about the Peacock version of this. Mm. The video, the music video for the pay-per-view, and again later in the show for the Rumble itself, is dubbed over. And it seems very strange because it's just some generic guitar riffs and footage and then Austin yelling, what? And I was like, what the fuck? Why is this so off-putting? The theme song for this pay-per-view was Cocky by Kid Rock, Mm. which... I'm not going to defend Kid Rock. I'm not going to defend that song, quite frankly. However, I will say that that song, the way they edited the video, syncs up perfectly. And the part of the lyrics is, they say I'm cocky, and I say what? It ain't bragging, motherfucker, if you back it up. So they just cut Austin saying what into the actual song. Okay. And it really fucking worked. Uh, uh, yeah, I follow. I'm, I'm like, there. You know, again, it's a stupid fucking song, but the way that they mash it up with the fucking yeah. video package was fantastic. But I'm glad that I was able to remember that because I was like, now I understand what this fucking is. Now I understand what Lawler was being a fuck about. It's because the Dudleys are here with Stacy Keebler. Oh, big time. That's why. And then my next note says, Taz and Spike Dudley? I, it's the same thing. But you know what's fucked? Is I was in like, oh fuck, I remember really liking this when it happened. I have no memory of this ever happening. Uh, why am I getting I had totally forgotten about it, but I remember I was so happy when they did win the tag belts because I like Taz. And I just wanted to see him fucking succeed or whatever. Because I was like, I was still clinging to that ECW memory of Taz. And I was like, Oh, good. It's a shame that his success was in ECW. Yeah, honestly. Like, bad luck and some other shit kind of fucked him over in the Fed. But, like, yeah. But, man, unfuckwithable for that run in ECW. Just the scariest guy in the world. Uh, I also remember at one point 
this is no longer true, but uh, at the time, Taz and Spike were the smallest tag champions of all time. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I also had to make a note that we are building towards Mania 18. Just to help me yes. keep a, a time frame on what's happening in I had to do that while watching this as well. Uh, so speaking of the Dudleys with Stacy, I remember them being a, a, a trio for like a good while. Mm. I have no memory of why she got put with the Dudleys. I don't know if there was ever anything that explained it. All I remember is that one week the Dudleys came out and they had Stacy with, and she was wearing the glasses like they did and the camo like they did, and that was. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea either. I have, okay. Right off the bat, pretty fucking early, mm-hmm. if not like one of the first things they do a back suplex neckbreaker combo on the Spike floor Doug, on the floor. Yeah. Sp- no, my, wait, they do that to Taz on the floor. Taz on the floor, and then they do it to Spike in ring. Because Spike's wearing a fucking oh, yeah. neck brace. See, the reason the reason I thought it was Spike is because my next note says Spike refuses to live; his body refuses to die. <laughs> That's from the heat that they put on Spike because they rip his neck brace off. They kill they him. give him that double flapjack where he's sixty feet in the air. Just <sighs> unbelievable, and the finish is awesome. I actually really like this. Um, yeah, me too. I had a couple of notes on it. The crowd is it. so hot. It's the crowd's hard, super hot for It's it. hard to not like this, honestly. Um, I had a note. Bubba was actually really fucking good in ring. Mm. Uh, I also wrote down, even I am annoyed by Lawler in this. Lawyer? Lawyer. He could use one. Folks. <laughs> um, do you prefer your Dudley boys to be faces or heels? Hmm. Interesting. I think... I think heels. I, I don't know. See, I think I like them better as faces. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because people want those tables. And to me... Yeah. If you're going to be a baby face and put people through tables, because people want to see tables, it's it's hard to be like, oh, those heels did something cool. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, one quick note on this, and then we can move move forward. Did you notice this unbelievably weird bump that Bubba takes off of this like running boot from Taz at one point? No. It is comical. I had to rewatch it. So he's basically, I think Taz kicks him in the gut and bends him over, bends him down, right? He hits the ropes, Taz that is, and gives him like a running boot to the side of the head. Mm-hmm. Bubba spins and then like after he has spun just throws his legs up and it, it's a bizarre <laughs> it's like he's spinning around being like wee and then just falls. Amazing. Fucking weird. Um, what was the finish of this? Because you said you really liked Ta- it. Taz mission. They like some up and o- I think it was like some up, up and, and over thing, thing, and then, and then yeah. right into it. I yeah. I love how he just and and immediately the crowd is <laughs> going insane. What do you think of uh, Hook using the Taz mission and renaming it? What did he rename it to? Red Rum. I hate that. Really? I absolutely hate that. You would have just let him keep the name? Just keep the name. Huh. I hate that he renamed it, and I hate what he renamed it to. I don't mind the name. They did explain it, but I was just kind of like, I would have just kept it. I think I would have just kept the name. I don't mind Red Rum being the name of a hold. But like... I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I, I dug this. Fun, easy little match. Yeah. Great opener. Uh, I was shocked that Taz and Spike won. Really? I For some reason, I was just like, oh, the Dudleys are going to take this. I don't remember what's happening with the tag belts around this time, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, so, we get an Edge promo next. I remember nothing of it. So, okay. I had a couple notes on, on this Edge promo. So they show footage of him snapping or whatever, and he hits referee Nick Patrick with a chair. And I said, good, because Nick Patrick fucking sucked. Mm. He's the worst referee. Earl Hebner. Nick Patrick is worse. I don't think so. Undeniably, Nick Patrick is worse. I don't think so. I'm not defending Earl. Nick Patrick is worse. I don't think so. You're wrong. You can think you can think whatever you want to think, but you're wrong. Nick Patrick is... I could shit a better referee. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, God, he's fucking terrible. Um... So, my note about this promo, though. Edge was very fucking good in ring here, but this promo is really fucking bad. Because it's like he's still like white meat, baby face, Edge, but they're trying to, no pun intended, give him some Edge. Hmm. And it just didn't fucking work. And then I realized he probably didn't actually click until he started fucking around with other people's wives and girlfriends and shit. Well, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> like, I don't even know that he would have ever clicked otherwise. Like, if that shit hadn't happened, he doesn't have the career that he did. In, my, probably, in my opinion. That's probably fair. Uh, so then we got Regal versus Edge. Hell yeah. This is not Regal's theme. This is this is a different th- theme, I and I don't like it. Uh, what was it, or do you remember? It's some generic yeah. violins and such. Oh, this isn't... He didn't have... Are you thinking of the boom, boom, boom? He didn't have that until years later. Yeah. This is is what he used then. I hated it. It's not great. Um, I loved the ref looking for the Nux. Yes. Like, this this was a good run from Regal here with the power of the punch gimmick and the brass Nux. Yeah. Very, very creative shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've talked about it before. The one match we had with Spike Dudley was yes. Spike outsmarted. I was like, brilliant. Uh, but I love the ref looking for the Nux. Uh, I like that the ref found the Nux in Regal's gear and then seemingly just put him on top of the ring post. I thought they were going to come back. They don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't really know odd. I don't know where he put him. At one point in this, Regal takes the most painful apron DDT I've ever it's a little See, gnarly, yeah. But it's mostly for his hip and thigh region yeah. and anything. It's like Jesus. he clips it. Um, so, the, at one, this is to your point, because Nick sure. Patrick is the referee of this match. Um, at one point, Nick Patrick, they do, I think it's after, right after the apron DDT, remember, mm-hmm. Edge throws him back in, he's right by the ropes, Edge gets in and covers him. His legs are underneath the, the ropes. Yeah. Nick Patrick looks at Edge's legs, counts yeah. the pin in anyway, stops it too, and goes, your legs are under the ropes. And and he's yeah. and he's got the What an imbecile. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking terrible. He is six foot eight. He makes everyone that he's in the ring. He's too fucking big to be a referee in the Fed. What? I think I think Nick Patrick legitimately is seven feet tall. He is a you can't big possibly be fucking doofus bo 
bozo, and I hope that he fucking sucks shit in hell. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Doofus bozo. Um, so, they, they do a fucking undefined head collision. Thank you. Match. I made a note of it because I know your hatred of it, the mid-ring collision. Now, I wanted to ask, I don't care for this spot. I, I know you really fucking hate it. I don't like it either. But, did it work even slightly better for you because Regal is going for that British thing where you kick off the middle turnbuckle and duck your head low as Edge is coming into the corner after whipping him in. This version of it makes more sense yeah. than the other ones, but did that did that impact your decision on it at all? Or your feelings on it? I, I did notice that this one was... They tried really hard to make something totally... Void of merit mm-hmm. makes sense, and right. I applaud them for that. That's what I'll say. It's void of merit, but they tried to make it make uh, sense. Our friend uh, uh, Anakin Murphy uh, had a Snapchat earlier today that was, I don't know if it was on a show or training or what, but basically these two guys had miscommunicated the leapfrog. <laughs> So one guy is standing and one guy's running, and they both lower their heads and just top a skull to top a skull into each other. And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick!" Oh <laughs> it was, no, it was so fucking ugly. Oh, <laughs> it's just both guys thought the other one was doing the leapfrog. I was like, I watched this happen in training one time when I was in training, and I was like, it, it was disgusting. It legit uh, the one that I saw in person. It made that like. Yeah. Sound and I was like, "Oh, you guys aren't going to be able to see colors anymore, <laughs> like, brother." The guy, the guy running was not at fault. Okay. So you think? Wait. So the guy there standing should the guy standing should have done the leapfrog. Yeah. Okay. There is a there is a version of the leapfrog where the guy in the middle ducks. ducks. Yes. But that's I'm very I, clear about it. Anytime that I need this, where I have to be like. Okay, do you need... If I say the Billy Gun, I'm setting and you're jumping over me. Because he did that in every fucking match. Yeah. But if I'm saying an action, like an AJ, I'm yeah, leaping, yeah. I'm sleeping, I'm drop kicking, Which <laughs> is not going to fucking happen, folks. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, Tom doesn't jump. No, I don't. <laughs> if, I do, if I do the leapfrog like that, it looks like the Shawn Michaels where he's throwing one leg or the other yeah, out yeah. to the side very bad, badly. I sure shit do not drop kick. And on Shomer fucking Shamus, I don't roll! So Regal finds another pair of... Yes. Nucks somewhere? Yes, I don't remember where he... So, no, they're in this tights. They so the, are? The bit is that he has... Two pairs in his tights, one being the decoy pair for the ref to find, and assuming all is good and well. Spoiler, more testicle brass knuckles. Amazing. Brass testicles. (laughs) Testicle knuckles. Oh, no. Oh. Now I'm picturing a knuckle on a testicle. Why are we doing this? Why why am I why am I why are we here? Just to suffer? Is that it? Is that all we're meant to Hi, mm. how's it going? What are we Um Regal be suplexing in this match. Yeah. He's just throwing edge. Yeah. Uh Regal occasionally would do a very gnarly 
uh, half Nelson suplex. I don't remember if he hits one in this match or not, but like, I he probably does. Mania I'm not eighteen, sure. he fucking domes RVD with one. It is well, of gross. course. Um, let's see. I, I I did also write down. I thought I thought the uh, crowd was kind of weird for this. It felt like I they didn't notice them. I don't know. To me, it was like they know they're not supposed to cheer for Regal, but they don't want to cheer for Edge. And they were just kind of, yeah. eh. Um, That's fair. But yeah, more knucks, a ref bump, and Regal wins. Mm-hmm. With the power of the punch. Um, I guess he gets interviewed then and says yeah. he's blessed with the power of the punch, yeah. and that's about it. And that's then it. he leaves. Yeah. Which is great. I love that. I love this whole gimmick. I love when he did the brass knucks finish with Big Show. Oh man, that's, that's an all-time one of the great best. Where Big Show's knocked out and just falls on him, and he's he just struggling to get out from. Under I love him. that he's kicking his legs, but his yeah. shoulders aren't leaving. The, I, it's yeah. so good. That's fantastic. Um, so after this, we've got Jazz versus Trish, but with Jacqueline as the ref. Mm-hmm. There's some science happening here. There's a whole lot of generic ass music happening too. That very <laughs> very true. Um. But yes. Jacqueline kind of fucking ruled, and yeah. I don't think gets nearly as much credit as she probably should. Like, she was around a lot longer than people realized, too. Big time. Uh, and was just kind of, I felt like was just under the radar, like a good women's worker, especially for the time. I don't know why she's a ref here. At all. I don't know either. It's weird. Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes on this. Did you notice that Trish got stuck in her coat? She struggled big time. To yeah. get that coat off. <laughs> yeah, and it was that weird thing where I was like, part of me kind of likes it because it adds to the reality of what I'm seeing. The other part of me didn't like it because I was like, oh, they, she straight up like doesn't know how to get out of this fucking coat. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. So, yeah, I like this match. The only thing I was offended by <laughs> is... They Trish hits the Stratisfaction. It's not it, and then she then hits, hits a, a regular, regular bulldog. bulldog. I had the same thought, and that's it. So okay, I had the same thought where I was like, "You did a cooler version of that move, but it, and it got a big reaction, and then the finish was a lamer version of that move that didn't get the same reaction at all." I had this thought of I was like, "I wonder if this is where the the bulldog off the ropes, the Stratisfaction." Became her finish. It might be. Because this is early 02, so we're starting the Trish getting good year here. Yeah. And I had the... Um, I, I love that you brought that up, because I had the exact same thought. But, like... Okay, so fun fact. So Carlito used to just do the back uh, backstabber. Yeah. It didn't become his finish until one night he hit it on RVD. And if you can imagine, RVD made it look fucking incredible. And it got a great fucking pop from that crowd. This was just on Raw. After that... That was his finish. Yeah. Then he started protecting it and having, you know, actually winning matches with it. I would be curious to, like, watch a couple of things from this and be like, I wonder if that was the, oh, this got a much better reaction. This is going to be the finish now moment. Yeah. You know? But yeah, weird. Weird shit. Interesting. Um, yeah, I wrote down, uh, not bad. A uh, little rushed, but I still wish good. they'd played into the hand more. If they're going to bandage it. Yeah. They they rarely went to it. I feel like they had like no time for this match too. It just felt very Which, rushed. That might be true. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. But not bad. Next, though. Ric Flair versus Vince McMahon. This is what I picked this show for. It's just so weird to just say some of this shit yeah. like, out loud. Also, yeah. this happened again later this year. Again? Yeah, on Raw. We, 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 we've we talked about it on a past episode. When Austin walks out, mm-hmm. the audible that they call is to do Vince versus Flair on Raw winner gets control of the company. Then wow. Lesnar does a run-in. We talked about it on uh, King yeah. Ringo, too. So they just... Now, granted, they weren't going to. That wasn't the plan. But, yeah, they just ran this back on TV. Hmm. Like, months later. Um, Unbelievable. But, yeah. Vince versus Flair. Um, My note here is... Now, this is even before the match started. Right. How much blood is there? <laughs> uh, my first note was actually on the... Video package. I love the partner gimmick with these two. Yeah. I, I, I think that anytime that you get that odd couple business relationship thing in wrestling, it's it, it just, it's easy, right? It's mm-hmm. just an easy way to create entertainment. But we get that shot of Vince pulling on his ear. And it's one of yeah. the best fucking visuals that that man has ever created. And he's created a lot of them. Fuck, that's so fucking good. Um, especially Vince. knowing the story of it, like decades later, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. looking like a fucking idiot trying to get someone to play music. Vince uh, is aroused by destroying lives. Uh huh. That tracks. Yeah, there's knowing what we know now, and also knowing that he was the say all for creative things for so long. How much of the Vince McMahon character is just Vince McMahon, do you think? I I, I venture to guess about 85% Vince McMahon is character. Uh-huh. And then... There's... Like, he tones it down when he's oh, on screen, okay, okay. is what I'm saying. Right. 85% Vince... Is, is the Vince is, McMahon yeah, character. 100% Vince is... is we don't Vince, see that. Right, That's yeah, yeah. some yeah. shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, there, there's a lot of blurred lines there where I'm like, this is not aging well. Um, uh, I had a, a quick note here and I, if listeners, if you know, please let, let us know. Has Vince ever had a match that wasn't a gimmick match? Because I can't think of one. Let me see if the Google machine has anything. Like, I cannot... Uh, Okay, wait. Him versus Zach Gowan, I think, is just a regular match. And then there's a ref bump, and that's how the chair gets involved at the end. That might be the only one. I think you're right. That I can at least think of. All the other ones, I feel like it Google. was... It's a DQ... It's a no DQ. It's a street fight. It's no holds barred. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, this, that, and the other. Vince has had every single type of no-DQ match possible. <laughs> yeah. He even had the match with Stephanie where the rules were that Vince could get disqualified, but Stephanie couldn't. Hmm. Which is batshit, but... Love it. Um, I was mad at the jump because they locked up. I, I had a very similar note. Just a shoulder tackle and a street fight. Real quick, though. How... Huge is Vince McMahon here. 
Yes. Vince, by the way, I, I looked it up. At this point, is 57. Jesus. 57 years old, that jacked doing this. Flair is 53 at this point. Jesus. Like, how does Vince... How, I don't I, know. I don't, don't understand. Um, but yeah, I had a similar note to your thing. It just says, oh, we're going to wrestling... To- we're gonna have wrestling to start this street fight with this heated build and everything. Yeah, and then I he's I actually... already made Flair bleed, <laughs> like in the video package. Right, he has busted him open on Raw. Yeah, why would you lock up with this man? I wrote down. I think uh, I wrote down wrestling is to start for this is just padding, which it didn't need. No. Um, it didn't like super take me out of it, but I was just kind of like, what the fuck, guys? Like, yeah. And then once once we get going, it's fine, but then that only makes yeah. that shit at the beginning more inconsequential. Exactly. Uh, I also then wrote down, oh, Rick is cut. Weird. <laughs> Didn't yep. see that happening. Yep. And then we're and hitting then... each other with a monitor. And Vince is cut. Well, Weird. even before that, Vince, at some point, is just doing holds. Yeah. After Flair's already bleeding. I don't what, know. What is Vince doing holds for? I don't know. I don't remember Vince ever in my life grabbing a fucking hold. Vince matches are as follows. Get the shit kicked out of you and go home. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I don't remember Vince getting Vince offense get, get in. Get the shit kicked out of you. Some run-ins happen. There are no falsies in favor of Vince, and then he loses. That is the Vince McMahon match formula. Yeah. This one, I feel like they're trying to deviate from it, and it's, like, fucking weird. I don't hate it, but it's just weird. I, I liked this match, by the way. I, I liked know, the it match sounds overall. Like, it sounds like I'm really dogging on it, but I ended up very, very much liking it. The Like, the beginning wrestling and Vince doing holds, that's mm-hmm. the only part that was like, what? And the rest, I was like, especially yes, because here we it's go. like, even at fifty three, Flair still is moving around the ring very, like smoothly, you know, and and, yeah. and a lot of the shit they does is fluid. Vince moves in this match as if every part of his body is a an oppositely charged magnet to whatever is connected to it. Yes, he, it's like he is trying to rip himself apart by walking at certain points, like just. The way that he throws his legs and arms just for nothing. Like, it's baffling. Lawler, by the way, while he while during this heat that Vince mm. is laying on to uh, Mr. Flair, Lawler says Lawler can't stop talking about how horny Vince must be. Because he's, <laughs> oh, because destroying, he's destroying Flair's life. life. Yeah. Oh, he must have a huge boner. <laughs> Shut up! That's Paul Bearer. That was Paul Bearer. I was trying to do the <laughs> laugh, fucking bullshit. Um. So, if I had, if I did have an actual complaint about this match, outside of like the, the nitpicky things, it's a little long. Mm. Mm-hmm. In in my in in my mind, it's a little long. Imagine how much better it would be. If you just didn't have any of the wrestling at the beginning. Honestly, yeah. Like, if all my complaints kind of fall under that one umbrella where it's like, cut that first three minutes out and just throw bombs, and then that's that. It'd be, I would have liked it a lot more. And I still, like I said, I very much liked it. Uh, Vince taps 
to the figure four. Love it. Um, I, there's at one point when Flair hits Vince with a low blow, mm-hmm. the crowd pops so huge, and it got me real jazzed up. I fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I dug it. Uh, let's see. Good basic blow-off was my last note on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Cole asks... We go to the back now. <laughs> Michael Cole asks if Nick Patrick has reviewed the tape, and he goes... Uh-huh. Hmm. Well, I and then Stephanie walks up. Yeah, it does not take you that long to answer that question. My note on this just says Nick Patrick is being shit and gets interrupted by Steph. Yes, and then Austin interrupts Steph. Hmm. Yes. This yes. is very funny. I love this. Is this when? When did the what? Things start because so there's I, a lot. My on next this note just says, show. "Let's talk about the what." It would have started in the later part of '01 during like the invasion slash era, because yeah. it started during the invasion thing. Mm-hmm. The first time it was just, "Your name's Hugh Morris." What? Is that supposed to be humorous? Yeah. What? Is that funny? What? What? And then. Keep in mind, if you ever get the chance to go back and watch that one, it's so fucked up because the crowd, he'd never done it before. So the crowd's not doing it. So it might be the most insane that they ever actually made Austin look whenever they're trying to put over these, like, he's nuts or whatever. Yeah. Because nobody is biting on it yet. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this might be the, the peak of the what thing because now... We're not getting Invasion Era heel, or trying to be heel Austin. We're getting Austin that everyone loves, but now we're doing the Watt thing. Yeah. And by the way, all you AEW neckbeards that bitch about acknowledge me being a catchphrase, they put what on a t-shirt and you all bought it. Fuck off. Fuck bitches about acknowledge me being a catchphrase. Too many people. He's literally just begging for attention. Acknowledge That's the me. point. That's what the character is. Exactly. Plus, acknowledge me came from acknowledge me as your tribal chief. That was the sure. build to that. So it's not just acknowledge me. Also, it's over. Who gives a fuck? Plus, yeah. I would rather bitch about like failed catchphrases. Big Show tried to get that's the last word over at one point. That's just, that's the bottom line. He was in the Fed at this point. <laughs> Austin was there. Austin was on the same show. Booker had like eight failed catchphrases. Yeah. Like, I don't give a... If something's over, it's over. I, I could not possibly care less if I think it's... You, you know what I mean? Like, what objectively is stupid? Yeah. But it was over, and I did have a lot of fun with it for a while. The chant outstayed its welcome. Yeah. But I love that it comes back every once in a while though. I do too. I, I feel like now fans are smart for where it's like Oh, we can do this for a little bit and it's fun. Okay, now it's getting tedious. Alright, let's let's quit. Yeah. You know? Um It's like they're policing themselves. Uh I'm trying to think now of just bad catchphrases. Dude, uh me and Cage were talking about this recently. It never actually really got over, but Jericho at one point was trying to get Do you understand? What I'm saying to you right now, over as a catchphrase, it is not good. It is a good closing line for promos, but he was just doing it 
a lot. And I was like, I think this motherfucker wants that on a shirt and it's too long and dumb. Didn't like it. Um, do you understand? Could be, if you did it right, I yeah. don't know how you. I would, loved but him. Do you I, understand? I loved work. him using it to end promos. That did not bother me. Yeah, but like it was just a, a really odd fucking like two month run of him doing that. Weird. Speaking of Jericho, mm-hmm. Jericho and The Rock. Jericho versus The Rock. Goddamn right for the undisputed championship. Before they made it the best. Oh, the best belt design? Yeah. Yeah, I love that belt design. We've talked about that. I will say, there is something very cool about the visual of Jericho, specifically for this run, with both of those belts. Yeah. Like, when he lost it to Triple H at Mania... It was it was very brief, but Triple H had both belts because he was the first one then to have the the new belt design that was just one. Yeah, didn't look right with Triple H holding both of them though. It looked right to me with Jericho specifically because like when he does his pose, yeah, on the ramp with one in each hand. I'm that's like, so man, good. that's pretty dope. During this video package, they bleeped out "bitch," and I was upset with Peacock immediately. Hmm. Didn't catch that. Um, they are a TV fourteen product, especially even in this time. I hate it. This is a this is a prime for the Rock. And he is this is huge an underrated here. prime for Jericho. He is the Rock is huge uh-huh. and small compared to how he is now. He's I I had an, one of my first notes just says Rock shape. Yeah, like he's jacked as fuck here and is a third larger now. Uh, <laughs> real quick though. Jericho's gear is fucking hideous in this I match. hate this. I hated it. Yeah. It's awful. And it's the only time he ever wore it. Good. Thank God. But I'm sitting here like, Chris, this is a massive match for you. What was this even supposed to be? It looks like Coral or a sea anemone on a red background. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I hate it. It's awful. Um, Rock is gone in a year and a half from this point. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, I, I I love this style of match. I love the pace. Yes. Just fucking blistering. I think Rock hits a Samoan drop in the first, like, 40 seconds or something. I love I lo- this just solid shit and a good structure. I don't know if it's been eclipsed or not, but at one point, Jericho said in one of his books that the best match he had ever had was a house show match against The Rock in Hawaii. Mm. And it was one of those, like, hated that it wasn't, like, filmed, you know, whatever, but it was just that, like, perfect crowd was unbelievable. Yeah. Everything in ring went fantastic, you know, firing on all cylinders, and legit was like, that is the best match I've ever had. And I'm like, that's so wild to think. Yeah. Now, granted, I again that that was years and years and years ago. He may feel differently about it now, or that may still be the best one he's had. I don't know, but I'd like to ask a bunch of people that. That'd be cool. Yeah, what they think their best match is. Yeah. Like, imagine what Brock Lesnar thinks his best match is. Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> well, like, I know, but imagine. Yeah, it would be fun to at least ask him. Yeah. Even if you get a shitty answer. Because he'd probably, honestly, dead serious, Brock would probably say, like, whichever one I got paid the most for. <laughs> you know, like, that's just his 
seems to be his take on it. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. Cool. <laughs> like, um, Earl Hebner at no point can ever look engaged, even if he had a fucking ring on his finger. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he not is not good here, especially. Useless. Um, he's so he's so disengaged that his lack of movement draws attention to him. <laughs> like you know what I mean? His hands just always at his hips. Like, barely ever moving. Ugh. Um, Jericho at one point hits two lion salts, mm-hmm. and Rock kicks out. Mm-hmm. Fucking, just, they're going I like, 85 miles an hour. Jericho does this thing, and I've actually patterned some of my shit after, if you can imagine, <laughs> where he'll cycle through finishers, yeah. and he'll win enough matches with one to get it over to where people are like, oh, that's a finish. And then he'll have people kick out of it for no other reason than that now that move is such a credible, it might be the finish that's a great falsy. Yeah. Because like he would still go on to win matches with the Lion Salt. He, he's winning matches with the Lion Salt now. Yeah. But back then, oh, I'll hit two. People have seen me win with it once. They'll buy it. Rock kicks out. Huge reaction. And he, he yeah. does it with all of them. He, did, he does it with the Lion Salt, uh, the, the Lion Tamer, the Walls of Jericho, uh, the breakdown, he was very briefly using that as a finish. Uh, he was winning matches with the, the, just an enziguri for a while. Uh, the code breaker, even the Judas effect. Like, I think only one person's kicked out of it. But, like, still, like, that's just mm-hmm. what he fucking does. And I'm like, yeah, if you've got the time in the audience, like, smart. Jericho's senton is always fucking rude. <laughs> just Dude. like he's sliding onto somebody almost. He's just like, he almost... Somehow, even though I know it's pot not possible, it almost seems like he jumps down. Yeah, because everybody like, else tries to get that hang time. Yeah, and actually backsplash someone. He's just kind of like, nope, <laughs> down. <laughs> he goes straight down. Um, they they go through the announce table. Yep, because got to. Yep, which that looks like it kills everyone. Yeah, this one looked pretty painful. Yeah. Um, Earl Bumps, of course. I had to know here. I think that The Rock is kind of underrated for his selling. Because, like, yeah. he, he yeah. will over-animate it and just very theatrical on fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Like, showing a lot of teeth, you know, for sure. But, like, mm-hmm. there's a couple months I think, like, Jericho chops him at some point, And The Rock does this insane stomp walk out of the corner <laughs> yeah. while, like, chewing the air. Uh, there's a run-in from Storm and Christian. Fucking, I, I wrote down this rules. This it's just, just so fucking much, rules. It, the, it never stops. No. Um, Nick Patrick doesn't count the pin because because he's what a reason? piece of shit, I guess. And then he is gets rocked still bottom, some, right? is, Was there still some thing about like the invasion? Maybe like, lingering. Sure, let's that go with my that. Only. Then he gets rock bottom, that's true. And then that's for True City. <laughs> then, uh... I, I wrote down, Jericho with the heel on heel on heel. Yeah. Ten out of ten finish here. And it, to me, it only works because it is the finish. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's low blow, run his head into the exposed turnbuckle, 
roll up with the feet on the ropes. Correct. Unbelievable. I, dude, it's a thing where I'm like, I was watching, I was like, that is so perfectly fucking brilliant that you're telling the story of Jericho being this complete weasel and he cannot beat The Rock unless he does three of the dirtiest heel tactics back to back to back. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. It's just fucking great. That Um, match fucking rules. One of one of their best, I think. Uh, they they always had good matches against each yeah. other, Rock and Jericho. They always had good chemistry. I feel um, like it'd be hard to fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rock, Rock had good matches with so many fucking people that you wouldn't think that he would have good matches with. Yeah, he had good matches with Benoit, and on paper you'd be like that doesn't would be just such a contrast, you know? Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. Next we see uh, HBK over at The World, a.k.a. WWF New York. Yep. They um, ask him who he predicts for the Rumble. He says the Texans. Yeah, Taker, right? Taker and, and Stone Cold were his yep, picks. that's right. Completely forgetting that Bradshaw was in this match. <laughs> which they mention on commentary. Holy shit. Um... I, I had a note here. He's not that far removed at this point from his comeback. Yeah, that's true. Because comeback is in SummerSlam of 02, so, I mean, we're eight months away from it. Yeah, like. which, think about this. SummerSlam, eight months away. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> right. Not on TV yet. Right. Hasn't even, nobody even knows who the fuck Brock is. In eight months, he goes from debuting... Winning the King of the Ring. In four months, and, he goes from debuting, winning the King of the Ring, and then dethroning The Rock. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, eight months from now. Right, right, He goes right. from yeah. debuting, being brand new mm-hmm. to, to, to television, winning the King of the Ring, and then yeah, wins the belt at SummerSlam. Hard shove. Hard shove. Huge hard shove. Why did I, I say th- that? Do you think they've tried that with anyone else since then or no or have they just not had the right person because i i don't think they've actually done that shove with any like rusev no that was different no they, they did the slow shove you know killing jobbers you know this that and the other same with braun same with lashley same with omos like they yeah. haven't now granted i'm not saying that they should have with any of those guys Maybe Rusev, you could have. That would that would have been the closest one to getting it, right? Yeah. But I don't know if they just haven't had the right person or what to just be like. Oh, hey, you're not gonna fucking lose, like. <laughs> nope, everyone sucks. No, yeah, basically, that's not true. Um, starting with Rikishi and Goldust, correct? Uh, yes. Here, quick note. Goldust theme fucking rules. Yeah, it's real good, and it's one of the best of all time. I fucking love it. It is such a such a just a groove, dude. They never changed it either. It's so good. That's the fucking money part to me. Yeah. Um, Also, this is Goldust's comeback match here. So, like, they they announced that they had like several guys coming back after you know a couple months, a year or so off. So it's like Goldust, Godfather. Uh, Val Venus and I feel like they're oh Kurt Hennig, so like oh, yeah. they, they but I I kind of dug 
like I like surprises in general in yeah. wrestling, specifically in the Rumble. But it was kind of neat to be like, oh hey, these guys are coming back. Because it's like, oh shit, we hadn't seen them for a while. Hell yeah, Jr. says. Rikishi must be thinking, what in Samoa's name have I gotten myself into? Yes, the name of the island. The name of the country? Like, what? As opposed to, what in God's name have I gotten? Right. What in Samoa's name? What are we doing? Imagine if you said that about somewhere else. (laughs) What in Germany's name have I gotten into? (laughs) Yeah. Fun fact, Germany's name is Germany. (laughs) Uh, um, two minute intervals again not my favorite especially for they do 90 seconds now right now they just say at regularly scheduled intervals so that they can fucking rush or extend the shit if they fucking need to regularly pissing me off Um, no I like it better that way just say, we'll bring Regularly them out when scheduled. the spot dictates. AJ Styles is going to debut, so we got to add 60 <laughs> seconds to this interval. Like, <laughs> Imagine just saying that to the audience, just Basically, spoiling the, yeah. the debut. Oh, this is real cool, so we're just going to let it play out for a bit. Oh, this sucks. Bring somebody else out. <laughs> Why do I not remember the boss man existing in 02? Uh, he would have still been there, I think, another year or so. I have no memory of Boss Man in 02. I don't know why. He he wasn't what he once was, even at this point. Like he, he you could tell. Like he's getting older. He's put on a lot of weight. He's got a lot of nagging injuries. Yeah. And it sucks. Boss Man was fucking awesome. Boss Man yeah. fucking ruled. But uh, I don't know what my next note here says. But I am reading the word Bradshaw. Well, I my note says fuck yeah Bradshaw. Okay. He's a, he's fourth. I think so. I don't know. I didn't write down the I did. people at this, I did. at this one because I couldn't be bothered. Uh, so this is my favorite version of Bradshaw, by the way. Really? I like... JBL's great, don't get me wrong. But I like just long hair, looks like Josh Brolin in No Country for Old Man, beat the shit out of everyone, Bradshaw. Fair um, enough. Also, if I get the chance to, I will Google it because I know you haven't seen the movie and you should. He looks, at this point, exactly... Like Josh Brolin does in No Country for Old Men. Love it. It is crazy haunting. So, at one point, Rikishi gives Boss Man the stink face. And it is deep. I wrote down longest stink face ever. And it is deep, Tom. Dude, it's not enjoyable. He's up to nose in crack. And not the drug. <laughs> uh, I. So, like, the stink face is, like, one of the most over things ever, right? Yeah. What do you think the conversation went like when somebody, whether it was Rikishi or otherwise, had the idea? Oh, my God. I don't even know where, where you'd even start to Who think about that. Who's idea for a spot? Yeah. So, oos, um, imagine I just fucking grind my fucking hole hey, dude. on your fucking mouth? Like, what? Can't help but notice that you're wrestling in a thong and you have a gigantic ass. What if you just, like, rubbed your ass on a man's face? <laughs> that was. It had to be someone who, want, who, who it was a fetish. Sure. 
And they suggested okay. it out of selfish intentions. I, I and it believe, got really over. I want to believe that Rikishi would be like, well, so wait, man, would that like be my finish? And they would then respond with, well, no, they can't tap out, you see, because they're in the ropes. Amazing. So, <laughs> you got to do something else after that. Uh, uh, so Lance Storm comes out at some point. Yes. And then it's Al Snow. Five. Yep. Crowd starts chanting, we want head. I have two notes about this. Number one, this chant proves that a styrofoam head is more over than Al Snow. That is correct. Um, and then Lawler says, I'll get in on that chant, but not for Al Snow. And JR says, would you behave? Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. Um, I Al Snow kind of did the thing that we were talking about on the 92 episode where he kind of just came in and didn't do anything. Oh, big time. And then it was just standing in a corner, throwing punches. Yep. It's like, God damn it, like, this is ten years later and we're still not even trying to, like, I'm not even saying give Al, Al Snow a fucking moment, right? But, okay, so now I have to wait another two minutes for something fucking interesting to happen. Maybe. Yep. Spoiler, it's Bill Gunn. Um, yeah, like... This was another one where it was just kind of like, come in and then nothing fucking happens for a bit. It's weird. Weird. Al Snow is... I'm trying to fucking read this insult that I wrote down. Yeah, I can't make it out. Son of a bitch. So, Al Snow... I think I know what your note might be about. If it was, Did you say Al Snow? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if I was just imagining that. It looks like it says Al Snow is Patreon Mountain. What? I don't know. I can't read my own fucking writing. <laughs> anyway, so Al Snow looks lost twice in a row before yeah. eliminating Lance Storm. He yeah. sucks badly. It's just not good. Uh, oh, by the way, fun trivia. 16,106 people in attendance for this event. It's less than 92. Yes. Mm. Um... Let's see. Oh, okay. Now we start getting fucking good here. So Taker's in at number seven. Yes. Clears the fucking ring. The way he eliminates Gold Dust is almost the most terrifying thing in the world. Chokes. It's it's a choke slam like he goes over to choke ropes, slam him over right? the ropes. Gold he Dust like caught. holds onto the rope and yeah. then like flips over and then ends up landing on his feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. So it was like safe, completely safe, but it could have been. Just fucking the, terrifying. God damn. Imagine taking that bump. Just You're going to go over the rope, bump on the apron, and then just go to the ground. Yeah, screw that. Good luck, everybody else. So, then it's Matt Hardy in. Yep. My note is, it should have been Jeff, which is hilarious because Jeff then comes out Jeff. next. Yeah. <laughs> so this was actually kind of fucking cool because... So we had just turned Taker heel not that long prior to this, like within the past couple months. Mm. And one of the things they did to have him get over as a heel was beat the ever-living shit out of the Hardys and Lita. Because everyone loves the Hardys and Lita. Fuck yeah. So this was actually like structured very well. Like yeah. good storytelling. Taker comes in, clears the ring. Here comes Matt looking for fucking vengeance. Mm-hmm. And they're actually working a bit here. They're doing some bit. stuff. Yeah. A little bit. It, the match gets 
there's something a lot is happening and it's yeah. getting inter- now, interesting. Now there are some you know things to look at. There's some stuff of substance. And then Jeff's in at nine, and my next note just says this fucking rules. Yeah. My um, next note just says something about Lita's abs does it for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Take my next note is also Matt take off the fucking shirt. <laughs> he ends up he ends up taking off taking it off. Yeah, but there was the, the obligatory pop. Ah, pop like that, dude. You're in great dude, shape. Stop the fucking the Hardys hitting a double team and both ripping their shirts off is like it's so fun to watch. Not like because like you can tell the audience right. <laughs> so like Austin comes out, Rock comes out, whatever. You hear that like oh. yeah. The Hardys rip their shirts off and you just hear that. Ah, it's like, like yeah, it's high pitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so fucking good though. Um. Somebody eats the last ride in this, because I wrote down last ride. I don't remember who it is. I don't remember that either, but I don't know. Um, the ref is trying to pull Lita out of this this ring, and I'm like, why? There's no disqualifications. Let her participate in this three-on-one mugging. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> because they're, they're, at one point, they're all three just... And takers in the fetal position, uh-huh. they're just stopping. But see, I dude, them just dancing a jig on him, I absolutely fucking love. Because it's like, Same. that's actually what makes sense. Like, if somebody beat the shit out of me and my brother and my girlfriend, we are all three coming to fuck you up. Taker clears the ring again. Yes, he does. After this. And then, Maven in at ten. So, when I heard generic music, I thought immediately Zach Gowan. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking that of the this era, generic music, it sure. sounded kind of like it. But no, it is Maven. There's a lot of people in early, early odds that had generic music. Oh, for sure. Um... So Maven eliminates Taker. Yes, and there's still some. I've never actually seen Hardys. this moment happen, but I've. It's perfect. Yeah, it it's so well done. Like, it to me when I think of like what is good storytelling without like quote unquote damaging anybody or yeah. whatever. This is it. Like Taker absolutely has this moment. He absolutely does not look weak. The Hardys are still getting their come up or payback on him. Yeah, and Taker gets his comeuppance because he gets eliminated. Like the most experienced guy gets eliminated by the least experienced guy, right? Yeah, doesn't have to get pinned, doesn't have to get submitted or whatever. And then he absolutely just murder fucks Maven to death, big time. Um, the chair shot. It's crazy, disgusting. Oh, by the way, they did actually pay off that Maven wasn't eliminated, he got a title match against Jericho on Raw. And, Anything's possible. <laughs> and and Jer- here's the thing. Jericho got a good match out of Maven at that point in Maven's career, and there was at least one... I remember very clearly. There's I don't know exactly what it was. There was one falsy that everyone in that building bit on that they thought Maven was going to win the Undisputed Championship. Amazing. So it's like... I kind of want to watch that now. I do too. I would like to look that up. Um, but yeah, it, it's just what a good fucking easy story. Sky Too Hotty comes out. Scottimus and, and he's dancing. Taker leaves Maven. Uh huh. Goes over, punches him, and he bumps. Uh huh. And then he fucking goes back and starts killing Maven more. Yeah. I laughed very hard. Unbelievably funny. Um. 
Christian comes out, and then Scotty too hotty, and then they start wrestling in the ring. Yep. Meanwhile, Taker beats the shit out of Maven all the way up to concessions, yep. throws his head through the popcorn, and then eats some. Yep. Love it. Yep. And this was a good point for Scotty and Christian to just kind of like, we don't have to do anything. The cameras aren't on us. The focus isn't on us. Yeah. They're watching Maven die. So let's just chill, you know, whatever, eat up the clock. Mm-hmm. Godfather at number 12. And for me, this is not my usual style of joke until it got to a point. Godfather's making his comeback. Music hits, big pop. Comes out with some of the ladies. Mm-hmm. Goes back, brings out more of the ladies. Yeah. Goes back a third time, brings out more of the women. Dances. Starts to go down the ramp. Comes back. Dances. Yeah. Finally goes down the ramp. Women fade, fade off to the back. He gets in the ring. The countdown for the next entrant begins. Mm-hmm. If they had, honestly, if they had gone just a few seconds further, and the moment that Godfather got in the ring, it was three, two, one, I would have loved it even more. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just them eating up that much of the clock is so fucking funny to me. This makes me think of one of my favorite Godfather moments. One of my favorite Rumble moments ever, honestly, is from the Godfather. Really? I, can't, it, I think it's one of the more recent ones because mm-hmm. he was like being brought back as like a surprise entrance. Mm-hmm. He comes out and he dr- dances with the hose, but they didn't probably didn't call him hose sure. at that point. But he dances with him for, I remember it being for fucking ever. Yeah. Gets in the ring, gets immediately eliminated, and then just dances his way back to the back <laughs> with the hose. The Love hose it. come with him to the ringside. He gets in yep. the ring, out, they're still there, and then they go back. I love it. Fucking love it. That bit always works, man. It's the best. Uh, um, at one point, Lawler says, about one of the hose, he says, that one waved at me. No one waved at you. <laughs> Not one of them. Uh, let's see. Albert is in at 13? Don't ask me. (laughs) My notes here are getting real choppy. Um, Yeah, because... No, I've I've lost several things because I can't tell if that's a 3 or a 7. Yeah, so what happened next? Fill me in. Uh, My next note says, Here comes Stone Cold. Oh, okay. There, there was other guys in there before that. Albert's in oh, there. Saturn, yeah, Saturn's in there. I skipped a lot yeah. of people because I didn't write them down. <laughs> this this uh, rumble made me remember how much I fucking loved Perry Saturn. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, Austin's in at 19. I did make a note of that. Clears the ring. Again. Yeah. I love it. it I did too. At the oh, like Once I thought about it, I was like, no, I like this. Because they're doing the thing, but there was yeah. like some thing between Taker and Stone Cold or something yeah. like that. So um, yeah, I like this. Austin fucking rules. Um, Val Venus makes his comeback at number twenty, and he is in the shape. Oh yeah, big time. Jiggity jiggity jicked. Uh, let's see. Test is in at twenty one. Triple H at twenty two. Before that, Stone Cold clears the ring again. That's, That's right. four times the ring has been cleared. That's a little fucking much. We're pushing it. See, I wonder if this... I bet this Rumble has the record for, like, most of those, though. Oh, big time. But, I, but see, that makes... I understand what you're saying, but, like, I, I like how... 
one of the things I think I like about the Rumble is that you can identify certain ones. Like, 03, I think it's 03. Yeah, it's 03. To me, it's always going to be the Hardcore Rumble. Because that's the one where they introduce a shit ton of weapons, and they stay mm. in the ring for fucking ever. Everyone's just getting waffled with shit. Love it. Um, the 2020 Rumble is always going to be the one where it was just Brock for the first half yeah. of it. Like, I love when they can just do different shit like that. That's fair. Um, and they they still haven't exhausted all of their options with it. Yeah. Like, we did a finish for a Rumble at Funky Monkey that I have wanted them to do in the WWE for ages, and they just don't. Where, basically, the ring is empty, and then number 30 comes out and just wins by default. Oh, God, that would be... And they had it right there on, on, like, right there when Jericho made that one comeback and the bit was that he wasn't doing anything. Like, he just, he would, co- it was before him and Punk had their match at Mania. But he would just come out and just fire up like a baby. Just, yeah, come on! For, like, five minutes and then just leave. Jesus. Dude, what? it was so good. And he had a, he did a six-man tag. It was, like, Punk, Brian, and Jericho against who cares what. And he never tagged in. And I was like, Please, the rumble is coming. Do this finish. Nope. Wow. And uh, instead, Seamus won. So there's that. Yep. Uh, Triple H is on so much fucking gas here, <laughs> dude. He's actually radiating heat through my screen. I could feel it. Yeah. Shibbity shibbity shape. Uh, let's see. Hurricane's in at twenty three. Does some funny shit with Austin and Trips. Pretty good. Yeah, he goes for the double choke slam. Yeah. They both just kind of look, look at, at each other like, and the then fuck? eliminate him. That was very funny. Dug that. Uh, Farouk with the most phoned-in performance on this whole thing. I have two notes in a row that say, Farouk, he's gone. Dude, I watched him get eliminated and then leave. I don't think I've seen someone give less of a shit. <laughs> Amazing. Like, he's not breathing hard. He hasn't done anything. He legit no. gets, like, clotheslined out or whatever, is on his feet, doesn't even do the damn, just kind of goes, whomp, and just walks away. At this point in the Rumble, they're basically, they're just hammering home how little the rest of their roster matters. Big time. But part, part of the reason that I have a problem with this Rumble is, I like Rumbles that have a lot of star power in them, and you don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. With all due respect to the other guys, it's either Austin or Triple H at this point. That's it. Yeah. Like, Kurt Hennig comes back at 25. This was cool. This was cool. I didn't expect him to stay in as long as he did. Wild card, bitches. I love it. Uh, What if he won? Angle at 26. Angle could have won this, so I guess there's three. But Well, um, it's the big show. (laughs) Uh, Kane's in at 28, has a fucking pretty cool moment where he just picks up Big Show and kind of sort of body slams him out. Yeah. Pretty dope. Great elimination, I wrote down. Um, RVD's in at 29, and Booker T at what was at this point the curse of number 30. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish that curse had never ended. I wish that number 30 had never won. 
What about your precious finish? What if that was the first time that number 30 had won? I would have loved that. That Holy shit. The first time that number 30 wins and they don't even touch a person? Like, then the number even, like, then... One of my favorite things about the Rumble is whenever we're building towards it and they would have, like, a qualifying match or something to be number 30. I'm like, yes, now something that has stakes, you have added more stakes to it. Mm. Yes. Or I like the idea of, like, if you lose something, you're number one. I love that. Like, make things fucking matter and have importance. Yeah, idiots. Ass. Um, the way that Kurt Angle gets eliminated, by the way, is he has no hands to brace himself. No. He just goes. Correct. I just saw that, and I just... So, Mr. Perfect makes it to the final three. Yeah. Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. But like, I love that. Oh, I do too. It's fucking great. Um, I'm not going to lie. At this point, I'm watching this in a hotel as part of my vacation. I'm a little drunk. I'm a little stoned. I fell asleep. Hmm. But I know the outcome. I know Triple H wins. I've, I've seen this before. Fair enough. Um... I don't remember who eliminates who uh, between now and then, but... Uh, Triple H eliminates Kurt and uh, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. They're both Kurt. Hennig, not Angle. Um, yeah, he eliminates both. But they they do a thing where Angle dumps Triple H and turns around and celebrates like he's won like a fucking idiot. Yes. And then Triple H does this whole like, fucking pose and then just clotheslines Angle out. Um, it's a little bit different than that. Okay. Uh, Angle turns around, Triple H throws the clothesline, he hits the ropes, Angle sets for the back body, knee, sell oh. back to the ropes. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, like, this was the logical conclusion to this. Triple H is coming back from injury. Yeah. He's super fucking hella over. You have a perfect heel champion, like, mm-hmm. this was, to me, the right call to make. Big um, time. Only other option would have been Austin, but I don't think they wanted to do Austin versus Jericho at Mania. And then it's like, well, what do we do with Triple H and why? Fair. So. Um, Makes sense. Overall, I really dug this show. Big time. Big same. Really enjoyable. The Rumble itself kind of flies by in a good way. I would way. say seek out Jericho and The Rock. Big time. Big time. Easily the match of the show, I would say. Easily. Uh, Vince versus Flair is fun. Oh, yeah. Opening tag is fun. Uh, Regal and Edge is good shit. There really isn't anything on this that I would have called bad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, hmm. What is bad is how fucking late it is and the fact that I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, I want, I want to go home. But so, before... We do that before we, we do have that, to, we have to. We got because, a big announcement. Yes, we've been we've been hyping up episode one hundred a lot. This is episode ninety nine. Ninety nine, which is crazy. Yeah. Um. Episode one hundred. We've not yet explained what it's going to be until now. Oh, so we, we want to oh, tease. God damn it! We want to tease because that's going to be next week. We want to tease episode one hundred for what it's going to be. 
So, folks, we've mentioned it before on here that this is going to be a huge swing in tone. Mm-hmm. We are going to review two shows for episode 100. We are going to cover the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah. As such, we will be reviewing Heroes of Wrestling, which is available on YouTube. That would be the worst of times. I've oh, not yeah. seen this show. I've only ever heard and seen things that it is de- debatedly the worst wrestling show of all time. You know what? I'm going to blow your mind even further. Um, not only have I not seen this show, which I know that doesn't blow your mind, right. but I had not even heard of this show until you pitched it for this episode. Fantastic. Which is great. Um and I only have to go on what you have to go on. It's <laughs> just the worst. Uh, Which I'm, we should have plugged that one second. Because <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, you know, sometimes you want to bring the hammer down and then lighten the mood. I don't fucking know. Um, having said that, we will also be reviewing on episode 100, arguably, the greatest pay-per-view that the WWF has ever put on. WrestleMania 17. Which I also haven't seen. <laughs> Which I have seen many times, numerous times, top to bottom, T to B. It's fucking glorious. Spoiler for my take on it. Uh, it's so well, it is the good. best of times for for a reason. So this is... basically, guys, if you're listening to this and you want to fully enjoy episode 100, you need to set aside about six to seven hours of your week. <laughs> And uh, watch these programs. 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 After that, the show will be moving onto Patreon, but you're still going to get your two episodes a month here for free. If you want the other two episodes, if you want the bonus stuff, the movie stuff, the five-star classics, that's going to be on Patreon. Um, Prices to be determined. But having said that, we are debating on names for the spinoffs and the yeah. bonus episodes. I really like what are we even viewing here for movies. But that's that's set already. Okay, I cool. already saved it as WAWEV in my fantastic because we've already recorded for that. Woo! Um, so yeah, and then uh, I'm really excited for these five star match reviews. Big time. We're still thinking of a, thinking of a name for that. But yeah, we'll get there. I. I big, big things. I'm excited for the studio that we're going to build in the basement. It's going to be way better than the bunk beds that were built in Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much room for activities. Um, yeah, uh, we will be doing some stuff for YouTube at some point. So I'm sure. That, we'll yeah, that that is a thing. That channel. Gonna... Um, yeah, a lot of good content coming your guys' way. I do want to say thank you to. Yeah. The people for keeping this thing going for longer than I thought it would, honestly. Wow, you had no faith. No, I didn't. He had little faith. <laughs> he of little faith. I honestly, I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll do this through the pandemic and when we get tired of it, we'll just stop. Now I'm like, no. We have to mm-hmm. grow this media empire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, is that alive? Journey Pro, St. Louis Anarchy, Rocket Pro, Dreamwave, Magnum. Yep. 
Higher ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, AMC Stubbs Rewards. Okay. High V. Yeah. Uh, Casey's. Monocles. Now I'm just listing things that I like. <laughs> They're also businesses. Lose the grotto. My brother works at Walmart. Mm. Uh, Amazon. No. Um, they don't need advertising. Miller Lite. I think that's it. Oh,